Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I am your host, Morgan. Last episode, I chatted about toxic people, and how sometimes we are the toxic party dumper. But generally speaking, we are typically that unintentional party dumper at our own party, or other people's parties. Just regular folks that can have and will have toxic behaviors or moments, but that does not make us a toxic person. I'd like to talk today about grace and how important it is to extend yourself grace as much as it is to extend it to others. I'd like to touch on backslide moments, self-accountability, discipline, and boundaries in relation to grace. So with that said, and there's quite a bit there already, and I don't mean giving yourself an out or someone else an out and not giving yourself excuses for toxic behaviors. Again, there's quite a bit there already. So with all that said, let's just get into this. Sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy. So I'd like to start this off with a quote that really resonates with me. Part of being the heroine of your own life is accepting the bad with the good, not dodging it or covering it to make it look prettier. I think it's a lot braver to talk about our doubts and fears instead of acting like everything is perfect. Life without both joy and sadness is a life without balance. Mandy Hale, hashtag you are enough. And that is quite the quote. Because there's a drug reference in it. A very potent, powerful, awful drug. But that is definitely a quote that I quite enjoy and came across when I was looking up something for someone else. Um, but it's true. And it is so fitting. Because these days, we don't really want to accept the bad, and we only want the good. We don't like taking personal responsibility or accountability for our actions. We like to blame others. And you see it a lot. In the media, on social media, YouTube, articles, everything. And we see these balances, these imbalances everywhere. And it's, and we don't like to talk about our doubts and fears. And we like to act like everything is perfect. Again, look at what people share on social media. Look at your own social media, where your Instagram, you know, people don't share their messy kitchen. They don't share, like, these great, fantastic moments with their kids or their friends if they're hanging out over at someone's house having a good time because 
maybe one or two pictures of it will pop up and be shared because the rest of the house is kind of a train wreck and a mess and it looks cluttered and it's not aesthetically pleasing and we really do want the good but we don't really want to accept the bad and if we don't have like if we don't have the good then we get in this trap of compare and contrast like if we don't have the career by a certain age then we better have the relationship and the family or we're not doing something right and we must be lacking if we have families then we should pour everything we have into our kids and partners if we have jobs pour everything you have into your job career and those are extremes those are extremes you can't possibly pour a hundred percent of your all into your job and expect to have anything left over for your family and for yourself and if you pour your all into your family and are tapped out by the time you get to work you can't pour you have nothing left over for work and if you pour half of your all into work and half into your family you definitely have nothing left over for yourself and we all know this struggle and we all know this trap we all fall into it and we all want balance but you don't want to jump on that ignore everything and everyone and pour it all into yourself extreme either that extreme self-care that extreme self-love there's all these extremes and we're all searching for and we get told all about that magical unicorn we call balance life is accepting the bad with the good where there is good bad will exist as well the concept of yin and yang and with everyone wanting that stress-free or at least stressless life you start to mention something negative you're feeling or experiencing you feel like you're going to instantly be judged and placed in a box and categorized and nobody likes to be categorized especially by other people because they don't know you they don't know your struggle even if they're your friends and your family and they don't know your truth and so we try to cover up the bad to make it look better but we never fix the issue and when we beat ourselves up over one tiny interaction or one tiny mistake we have learned to avoid extending grace to others let alone ourselves because when you beat yourself up you're not extending yourself grace in order to extend grace to others you must be able to extend yourself grace as well let's also be clear here. extending yourself some grace is not giving yourself an excuse to justify bad behavior and not take personal responsibility 
giving someone else grace is not an excuse to be an enabler or to let them continue to dump on your party either. Giving yourself grace is accepting that you have made some bad choices, exhibited poor behavior, and you're taking personal responsibility for your actions and forgiving yourself and growing from these negatives in a more positive and healthy way. Not beating yourself up and avoiding responsibility. Not at all what giving grace is. Nor, again, is it allowing the same thing to occur over and over and over again by someone else. We always seem to feel awful if we're struggling. And in today's modern age of social media, it's super easy to compare ourselves to others. We are our own worst critics. When we talk about something like, hey, I'm thinking of practicing more of a minimalist lifestyle, we instantly do research and we look into a lot of things and we feel like our friends and family are going to judge us. I have an episode where I talked about more minimalistic lifestyle and habits that I would like to get into. And I touch on that about like we don't extend ourselves grace because we think that if we don't fit 100% into it and completely embrace it and become that minimalistic monster that can live outside, can live out of a suitcase, then you're not doing minimalism correctly. And we do that to ourselves. It's not necessarily other people. And so we fall into that trap. And we become our own worst critics. And I don't know about you guys, but I do know this about myself and quite a few of my friends and family. That I can be what most folks call stubborn. What I refer to myself as mostly. I'm a very stubborn person. For instance, when I get hurt or sick, I have a very hard time letting others know to what extent it's really at. For fear of being judged, primarily. And so I'll say it's not that bad and it's no big deal and that I can handle it when really it's, it's kind of bad. Like for realsies around the 4th of July, I had some kind of issue with my bronchial tubes and it was not bronchitis, but there was definitely an issue. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I can go to work and my job, I have to walk around a lot and hardly get to sit and sometimes I have to run and it's really physical and I could barely breathe and my O2 stats were when I finally it took three days for me to finally go in and see the doctor and when I finally listened to Aaron and went in to go see the doctor my O2 stats were at like 93 92 percent dipping down as low as 89%. Anything under 
96% is very concerning and worrisome. I could barely say two words without needing to like catch my breath. So I am the very definition of stubborn. And that's not good. I'll say, so I'll say stuff like, again, it's not that bad. It's no big deal and that I can handle it when, <laughs> yeah, clearly not the case. And I was so proud. I mean, so proud that one time, another time, after getting trampled by my horse, I walked a quarter mile on a bad leg, wouldn't call for a ride to the hospital or call for an ambulance. I even took a shower before going to the hospital because I had a fear of a debrisment brush possibly having to be used. And so I literally took a shower on this bad leg. Nothing was broken, but it was not good. I drove myself to the hospital and almost lost my left leg from the knee down from compartment syndrome. Compartment syndrome is when a body part swells so horrifically bad that it actually turns that body part into a natural tourniquet. It, it's like a natural tourniquet. The swelling and everything gets so bad that the pressure cuts off blood flow completely to that limb. And that's what I was suffering from. And I literally almost lost my left leg because I was too stubborn and too proud to let anybody help me. And I didn't want to to burden my friends and my family. I didn't extend myself any grace. I didn't allow myself to accept this is bad. This is not okay. Instead, I was proud and stubborn out of some need to prove that I can handle this and also out of fear of burdening, of being a burden to my friends and family. And when things burden us, we typically don't want to burden others around us. And we don't like to acknowledge it. We, we don't like to admit that anything's wrong and that we're struggling, even though we all are, because then we have to address it. And usually it means we have to make some changes, which can be hard because we have our daily routines, our schedules that we feel that we have to adhere to, deadlines to meet, goals to achieve, and we set a path for ourselves and we don't allow ourselves any grace for when plans get derailed or when schedules can't be followed 100% or when something goes wrong. And usually we don't like to acknowledge the things that burden us as well. We not only like 
not only when it comes oh like this is such such a real struggle of mine that I've been working on so much lately that I can't even getting just a little overwhelmed talking about it um and usually when we acknowledge the things that burden us we know that it not only we not only know it comes with changes but we also know we have to face some tough truths that we don't want to because they're uncomfortable they make us uncomfortable I would consider myself a strong, independent person. Most of my friends and family will say that I'm very proud and stubborn. True. All of it's true. 110% fact. I am very proud. I am very stubborn. Which helps me to be independent. But sometimes we have to lean on people. And that's a tough truth and it makes me uncomfortable because then there's that fear of the loss of control and it's not that I'm a control freak it's just there are so many things that I know I that are a hundred percent out of my control that I can control myself and there are certain things that I can control within my environment and when I lose that control or I feel like I'm losing that control Especially when like I'm sick or hurt, I'm definitely not in control of my body at that point in time. Like I cannot control the compartment syndrome. I can't control my breathing. I'm trying my hardest and nothing's working. That's very uncomfortable and it's very frightening. So most of us find ourselves just holding up these burdens and tucking them into a backpack that we then carry around with us all the time. And then we just keep adding more burdens into. <coughs> we do. And I mean, those were physical struggles. Let's not even get started on the mental and emotional struggles and burdens. And we do. We pack them up and we tuck them into the backpack, into this mythological, hypothetical backpack. Not hypothetical, but in back yeah metaphorical backpack there we go there it is but we do we just we we just fold these uncomfortable don't want to think about it burdens into a backpack that we carry around with us all the time and we just keep adding more and more and more into it and we then find ourselves being dragged down by that backpack over time. Backpacks can only fit so much before they can't fit anymore and they can become quite heavy. And eventually we have to unload some of it. But that's terrifying. Trust me, <laughs> again, I struggle with this a lot and I've been there. Because when we start to unpack that burden-riddled bag, it's like opening Pandora's box. All those awful memories come out at us, 
and dredge up the past and things we've done, but we can't go back and fix. And it can bring on a sense of loss, a sense of depression, anger, sadness. Like there's just a lot of icky stuff. Like Pandora, when she opened the box, a whole crap ton of bad came out. Then she closed it. She got scared. And when she closed it, she closed it on hope, which is why hope resides within us. It's kind of the overall arching theme of Pandora and her box. But with our backpack, and like with our metaphorical backpack that we put all of these stresses and burdens into to kind of never see again, just, nope, they're there. They're, they're there. Just don't want to deal with it right now. I uh, don't know when I'm going to deal with it, but eventually I'll get to it. Eventually. But when we hit that breaking point where we can't carry any more in that backpack, we have to unload it. And that is terrifying. And that's usually when people typically have, like, a breakdown. And... And if we don't offload some of those burdens, we then get anxiety thinking about future events that could happen, which will burden us even further. And our backpack is already so heavy and full that we're not sure we can handle anymore. And we live in the future, thus creating anxiety. And depression is usually brought on by thinking about the past and what we could have done or should have done or things we did not do. Um... While anxiety is typically brought on by worrying about and living in the future. In either scenario, we can't control either. And we miss out on the biggest thing. The most important thing. The present. The here and now. And by exercising and extending ourselves grace, we can start to unpack that burden baggage, awful backpack, And we can start to let things go in a less overwhelming mindset. And we can take steps to change our present, which in turn will help us set a good foundation for a better future, which in turn frees up our minds to better focus on the present, on the here and now, and to truly enjoy it and enjoy ourselves. Grace gives us the clarity to accept that it is okay to struggle It is okay to have regrets and burdens and that it doesn't make us bad people or somehow lacking if our kitchen counter has a few things cluttering it up or the laundry isn't folded and put away right away. It teaches us to have patience and understanding for ourselves. Grace is the practice of accepting the things that we find so hard to accept. And it is extending ourselves that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to go through this season in our lives. And with that, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for some water. 
so I shall be back. So, as I was ex- as I was saying, by extending ourselves grace, we learn invaluable lessons about personal accountability and self-discipline. It teaches us that we will backslide into some not so pleasant habits, but when we give ourselves grace, we learn that this season of our lives is temporary. It's not a forever thing or forever state of being. As long as we learn to slowly unpack that burden bag with an understanding that those emotions are important, that those mistakes or regrets are important, but it's also okay to let them go because they're temporary. And we can find the strength courage, and energy to let those burdens go in a good, healthy way where we appreciate the lesson they taught us and that we will be fine, that we will get through them and we'll come out stronger. No one ever grows from all good. If everything's good all the time, there's nothing left to learn. There's nowhere left to go. And you don't learn anything from having this rainbow-washed life where everything's all good. Because then when you finally hit a struggle, everything's been so good in your life that when something bad happens, you just don't know how to deal with it. So no one ever grows from all good all of the time. We are human, and grace lets us know this, that we are human. We will make mistakes. And we give grace to others more quickly and readily than we give grace to ourselves, more often than not. But when we learn to extend it to ourselves, we tend to have more brave interactions with our own fears and our own doubts. We're able to face them in a more healthy manner and we're able to work through them easier because we know this is just temporary. It won't last forever. Giving ourselves grace also gives us the energy to focus more on the task at hand of being more present. Like I said earlier, the present dictates our past and sets the course for our futures by the choices we make right now. Now, do not mistake grace as an excuse for bad behavior. As I've said, it's a practice in personal accountability. Admitting you've done wrong, but not living a life of atonement forever for it. And it's also, it's also a practice 
in personal accountability and self-discipline. Because again, personal accountability, admitting you've done wrong, but not living in, but not living forever in the wrong and trying to make up for the wrong, but rather embrace the mess we call the human experience and learn the lessons from your mistakes and exercise self-discipline to not make those same choices, those same behaviors, those same mistakes in the future. Again, grace gives us the ability to embrace this mess we call the human experience because it is messy, but it is also beautiful and wonderful as well. Grace comes more easily the more we practice mindfulness, gratitude, and proper actual self-care. And it's, it's not, this is not grace when we, when we say, like, this is not extending grace to someone when we say, like, oh, yeah, this is my friend Tiffany. She's kind of a bitch. But once you get to know her, she's still a bitch, but she's, she's likable. Trust me on that. That does not excuse Tiffany's bad behavior. That only enables it. And so many people tend to keep the party dumpers in their lives because they, the perpetual party dumper in their lives because they give them too much grace. And at that point, it's not grace, it's enabling. And, and that's never, that's not what it's about. Grace is something that's talked about in religion, particularly Christianity, way more frequently. That's kind of the context way more frequently than in day-to-day, and I didn't really want to get religious with this. But grace is a form of self-forgiveness. And again, it's an understanding that things are temporary, and you'll get through this point in your life. Grace is when a friend goes through a loss and like a beloved pet dies and we give them grace because we know that they're going to be super down and sometimes they react in anger and they say mean hurtful things um Grace is understanding that somebody's going through a hard time, but eventually they'll get over it, and eventually they'll move on past it, and things will get back on track. So when your life gets derailed, when plans 
fall through or schedules get pushed back or altered. Goals aren't met at that specific time that you wanted it to happen. It's going to be fine. It's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of your journey. And grace gives us the ability to accept that and to enjoy the journey. It's, there's always a destination, guys. My kids love Pete the Cat, and there's an episode where they try to stay up to watch the Perseids meteor shower, and they end up falling asleep, and the kids, Pete the Cat and his friends, feel really bummed out that they missed the meteor shower because they wanted to see it. But then Pete's mother is just like, you know, it's sad that you didn't get to see it, but you had a wonderful time with your friends and you had a magical night with your friends and here are the pictures to prove it. And then they go into this really fantastic song where they talk about like it's not the destination, it's the journey and the memories made along the way. And when you practice and exercise self-grace, you allow yourself to just go, okay, I stretched myself a little too thin today. In the future, I won't do that. But I'm going to enjoy what I can, and I'm going to do what I can to salvage today. And it will be okay. If I've got two birthdays for both my sons, my youngest and my oldest, one this month, one next month. And if, if my oldest, since he's in school and it's going to be his actual first birthday party with friends, because we're finally sending invites with him to school to invite classmates and friends from school. Um, where it's not just like family and close friends. No, no. It's other, it's other kids that we don't know and their parents. And there's a lot that can possibly go wrong, but, it, but giving myself some grace and giving myself some breathing room and accepting personal responsibility of if I do everything I can to make it a good time, then it will be a good time. It doesn't have to be picture perfect. It doesn't have to look like some professional Hollywood version of a birthday party or like some reality TV where they have this huge budget to make it look fantastic. Like, it doesn't have to be that. It could be as simple as paper macheing my own pinata and having my oldest 
help me make the pinata. And it's supposed to be Iron Man, but it just looks like a blob. That's totally fine. Who cares? It's the memories that are made along the way. And practicing self-grace makes it so much easier to just accept that and not get too caught up in the failures and the mistakes. It's a part of practicing mindfulness, actually. And extending yourself grace to when you do make a mistake. Like, yes, I've made a mistake. I messed up. That was totally wrong of me, and I really don't know what I was thinking, or I really can't explain why I did it. But I will never do it again, and I'm going to show you, not just tell you, but I'm going to take some accountability and practice self-discipline to make sure that this does not happen again. That is what grace is. And giving it to yourself is a practice of mindfulness. And that's where I'm going to end this. Grace is a self-care practice and a practice in mindfulness. And it's actually a great lead-in to next episode. Next episode, I would like to talk a little bit about self-care and what it is and what it is not. And there's a lot that goes into self-care, so I might break it into two episodes. I'm not 100% sure yet. We'll see. Because I haven't quite structured it just yet. And I haven't quite scripted it out. So we'll see where the creative process takes me when I start writing what I want to get out. Uh, Yay! (laughs) Journaling! It helps! Swear to God, you guys are like gonna be so annoyed about hearing about journaling and like self discipline and self accountability. You guys are just like, okay, you sound like a broken record, Morgan. Come on now, get with it, girl. But again, I'm, I'm going through my own journey and. These are just my anecdotal. This is what helps me. And it's so funny. It makes sense. Like, it feels ironic, but it really isn't. It makes a lot of sense that a lot of this kind of goes hand in hand. So, (sighs) anyways. Next episode is definitely going to be a bit about self-care and I really want to touch on what it is and what it is not. And as always, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for your support. And you show it by listening. And I hope that something I've said helps you if you're going through a tough time. 
Like, I hope I'm able to communicate, like, what it is that I'm trying to communicate. So, uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. Don't be afraid to like or subscribe or reach out to me here at Displaced Underdogs um, by emailing me at displacedunderdogs at gmail.com or by following along on Facebook or Instagram. Again, Facebook, I haven't. I'm so horrible, and this is where I need to really extend myself some grace. I haven't really posted a lot on Facebook. <laughs> and Instagram, I mean, I started to post on it, but you know... <laughs> This is where I gotta extend myself some grace, big time, because this is something that I really, really want to do, and this is something that I really enjoy doing. So, and there are just certain elements that I haven't quite got on board yet, so, yay! But I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, like we all are. And... I've personally made a choice of staying off Twitter. I um, really never liked Twitter, never really got into it at all. I did create an account um, on Twitter for Displaced Underdogs, but again, I don't, I just, I, re I don't want to go on it. Um, that's just a personal choice. Maybe in the future I will, but right now it just, seems to be the bully pit of the internet <laughs> like whenever it just seems to cause drama oh my gosh the president and his problematic tweets are this celebrity and their problematic tweets and oh this person can't host this award ceremony because of problematic tweets from 10 years ago. I don't know. It just it it's just problematic and I just have made a personal choice of of staying away for now cuz quite frankly I don't think I'm strong enough to handle some of it cuz when you do put something out on the internet, a lot of people are allowed their opinions and I completely and wholeheartedly agree that you should be allowed to share. You should have the right and the freedom to share your opinion. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Now, hate speech is a completely different thing. I don't endorse that or condone it at all. But, but it's also my right to not respond or to not read it. But I have this horrible problem of morbid curiosity and I feel compelled to read stuff and sometimes I just know that I'm not mentally strong enough. I haven't built up that much self-discipline to uh, to not read that stuff and sometimes respond like in the moment instead of taking a minute and so, yeah, yeah, um, 
Also, I would like to just apologize for uh, how loud the crickets are. I've been listening to my episodes after I post them, um, and I've noticed that the crickets are fantastically loud. It's summertime, and it definitely sounds like summertime in the background. So I apologize that how loud they are. I tend to record outside. Uh, probably the reason that you probably heard the sirens in the background so clearly a little bit ago at the beginning of this episode. I just, I like being outside. And I typically record these at night when everybody else is asleep. And I just don't have a space just yet dedicated to recording and my kids are now not napping so so I hope you guys are not too annoyed with the ongoing serenade of the crickets and that you actually I don't know in some ways enjoy it and find it relaxing so but yes like I said um feel free to like subscribe and reach out to me um And until next time, stay safe, create, and enjoy your day. Bye.